The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we're back in studio, folks. It is a new year, and the NBA, NBA is out of control right now. Like, it just really is. Things are happening, so we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the best team in the NBA that nobody gives a fuck about. It's the Denver Nuggets. Like, has anyone said a peep about the Denver Nuggets, number one team in the West? No. Has anybody said a peep about Jokic, who's playing better basketball than he has in the two years that he won the MVP? No. Why? Because it's he's, he's fat, and he's foreign, and they're in Denver. We talk also about who's to blame in Minnesota, why things are a little bit tilted in Boston. And we're not just talking about the rims. We are talking about what's happening with the team. And a little news on the pair of the league's biggest young superstars, Luca and Jaw. Come on, Nick, do me a favor and drop that generic-ass beat. Let's start with the Nugs. Let's start with them. So we have Nikola Jokic, right? The reigning two-time MVP. In a season with historic performances so far from Tatum, KD, Giannis, Embiid, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Jaw, and, and Jokic still may be the best player in the league again. Again. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Shout out to Jeremy Renner. Good well soon, Jeremy Renner. Also, as an aside, if you don't have a truck that can plow snow, don't plow snow with that truck. Heads up to that. Three-time MVP for Jokic. Could he be a three-time back-to-back-to-back like Drake MVP? Like, probably. Let's be real. Like, Jokic, statistically better than he was last year. Statistically better than he was the year before. And this time, the Nuggets aren't the four seed, folks. They're not the six seed, folks. Where where are the Nuggets in the standings? Checks notes. Number one in the West? What? Yeah. And nobody cares? His last game against the best team in the NBA so far with the number one ranked defense in the NBA. 30, 12, and 12. And get this, zero turnovers – 
and one foul. That is an average game right now for Nikola Jokic that no one watches. He had his ninth triple-double this year. Nine triple-doubles? He's like the big, white, fat Russell Westbrook, and no one is talking about it. 27th game, shooting 50% from the field. Are you serious? Are we, like, if you were honest with yourself, how many games have you watched of Nikola Jokic's this year? Is it, is it less than five? Can you count them on one hand? Can you count them on two fingers? Be honest. You're doing yourself a disservice. I know they don't play. If you're on the East Coast, they don't play at a great time. They don't. You're probably night-night sleep mask, but you probably need to DVR it or you probably need to just stay up a little longer because it's ridiculous what he's doing. It's ridiculous. And I'm saying it to myself as well because I haven't watched a ton of Jokic primetime games. Why? Because the NBA won't put him in primetime. It's ridiculous. He has the highest player efficiency rating in the history of the NBA last year, and he's actually better this year. Not a peep on ESPN. Not a peep on First Take. Not a peep on Undisputed. Not a peep on NBA TV. No one seems to care. No one seems to notice enough to care. And that, I think, is why he's the perfect star for the Nuggets. Because just like people still sleeping on him, no one giving the Nuggets any love either. None. Not on this podcast. Not today. Lead story on this podcast. We are absolutely going to give him and this team their flowers. What is happening with the Nuggets needs to be redlined. Because this is a team that is just possibly, possibly could win it all. What they're doing right now. And I know the non-Jokic minutes are ugly. So things are going to change there. But after starting 14-10 and 10, with Jamal Murray struggling to come back into form, Michael Porter Jr. struggling to be healthy on any level, the Nuggets are 10-2 and two since then. With the league's eighth best defense, they had the second best defense in their five-game win streak. They currently still have the best defensive rating in clutch time. Yes, when it matters most, they are locking folks down. And that is just absolutely wild, considering that Jokic is zero defensive love. People actually consider Jokic to be a negative defender. People consider Jokic to be a liability on defense. A joke, if you will, on defense. Yet, yet every year, his defensive rating continues to improve. Michael Malone went on a rant last April when he said, yeah, you can't say Jokic is not an elite defender. All of the analytics that they use for other players, when you apply those same analytics to Nikola Jokic, he would be an all-defensive player. Nate Silver at 538, who I love because he's a nerd and he does all the work for me, he crunched the data and said that Jokic could have and probably should have been defensive player of the year last year or at least in the conversation. Not a single person mentioned that. We had Marcus fucking Smart. No shade to him. Marcus fucking smart won the defensive player of the year for no reason. He wasn't even the best defender defender on his own team. Okay? Like, not even close. Rob Williams should have won it over him. Just on the team. The best defensive player of the year in Boston was not Marcus Smart, let alone in the NBA. 
just slept on. This team, Jokic in general, slept on. But so are a lot of the other Nuggets as well. Let's talk about a player who I have hated on. And it stops now. He's not just a dunker. Aaron Gordon this year is absolutely insane. Having a career year. Right now, Aaron Gordon averaging 17 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, shooting 60% from the field. Let's talk about how he's transformed the game. Because during his time in Orlando that nobody really remembers or cares about, the only thing you remember is, is him dunking over the mascot, let's be honest, with short hair. Like six and a half seasons in Orlando, he never eclipsed league average in true shooting percentage. Never. 53%. 13.8 points lower than this year's mark. That's ridiculous. He has improved in every way. According to Cleaning the Glass, a career high, 63% of his shots are at the rim this season, which is in the 100th percentile among forwards. He's shooting 76% around the rim, 94th percentile. Dude has become so versatile. He's changed his game so much. So immensely. He doesn't shoot pull-ups anymore. He slashes more. He's using his size more down in the paint. Like, he's basically said, okay, I am bigger, stronger, faster, and more bouncy. So why am I shooting jumpers again? Like, why am I doing that? These guys can't guard me. And it's working. He has redefined his play style to do what his gifts allow him to do, right? Don't shoot those mid-ranges anymore. Just literally post guys up and dunk over them. That's what you do. Just rebound over them, dunk over them, push guys around. So should Aaron Gordon be an all-star? Why is he not getting enough praise? I don't know. Let Bones Highland say what he thinks. This is definitely uh, one of the best seasons or the best season I've seen, you know, from AG play by far. Um, his numbers prove it. Um, he goes out there and gives his all on both ends of the floor, whether that's guarding the best player or, you know, on the other end, you know, scoring, rebounding, assists. So, you know, he does the, the junkyard work for us, and I feel like he doesn't get a lot of praise. So, you know, AG definitely all-star for show. <laughs> for show. What is uh, What does Jokic think about Aaron Gordon? Because this comment shocked me. AG, like he's the guy who does maybe get a lot of credit, uh, but he's a really big part of this team. Um, you know, he, I can say that he's the soul of this team. Pause. The soul of the team? Two-time MVP says, oh yeah, Aaron Gordon's the soul of our team. If that makes any sense, uh, because he, he can do everything on the floor. And uh, when he has a night like that, like the date, it, it's really good. Also the dunk of the year. Did you see what he did? to Landry Shemet on Christmas Day. Haven't talked to y'all since then. I think we had the the New Year's Day episode, but I didn't have time to be talking about Aaron Gordon dunks. So, oh my God, though. The soul of the team? You could legit say Aaron Gordon should be most improved player this year. I know it's going to be Shea because he was so good last year and the numbers he's putting up. But honestly, he could legit win it. He should be in the conversation. This is ridiculous what he's doing. Also, a little fun fact. Aaron Go- Gordon and Nikola Jokic have both shot 50% or better from the field every single game since before Halloween. It's what, January 2nd? 22 consecutive games. That is the longest streak of any duo shooting better than 50% since 1990. 
All right, let's move on past or Aaron Gordon and Jokic. Bruce Brown has been great. 20 points against the Celtics off the bench, replacing Jamal Murray. KCP has been a spark as well. He's been really, really good. Bones Highland has emerged. If you if you didn't see him send Sam Hauser to the shadow realm against the Celtics, you should look at that. He missed the three, which made it like really sad. Because if he would have if he would have hit that, that would have just been like maybe an all time NBA moment of this season. He also got into a little battle with Jalen Brown, tripped him to the floor. They beat the shit out of the Celtics. Like they beat them down. This is the kind of intensity that you want from your role players, from your young players. Also, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. starting to slowly acclimate themselves back from injury. When they get back fully healthy, oh my God. I know we don't think about the Nuggets in terms of them accomplishing anything on any level because they're the Nuggets. But I think this is a finals team. Like This could be a team very easily that has home court, When you've got multiple teams struggling like the Warriors, you've got Memphis having their own depth issues, you've got the Pelicans kind of up and down, the Suns have been garbage on the road. This is a team that legit, when fully healthy, especially if they make some moves at the deadline, which we'll talk about in just a second, this could be a team legitimately representing the West. And they're all in on Jokic. They know he's legendary in his prime. They are not... They're not talking Western Conference Finals only. They want to win it all. This is what Coach Malone said. For us to be first place in the West, having beat some really good teams as of late because of our defense, is a good sign. So if you can do this for nine games with the schedule that we've had, that shows it. If you can have the number one clunch defense in the NBA, it shows it. We've got the personnel right now, basically. You just have to execute night after night after night and not allow the Sacramento Kings to shoot 75% from the field in the fourth quarter. So the rumors are that the Nuggets are going to go after another wing defender, try to find another Aaron Gordon to add to depth, add to their versatility, helping non-Jokic minutes to have maybe a playmaker as well, like a Malcolm Brogdon type, maybe like, I don't know, like a Mike Conley. You add that to a healthy Nuggets team, like watch the fuck out. I think the Nuggets might be the most slept-on team in the NBA. And... If the response to Jokic's back-to-back MVP is any indication, I think even if this team were to win it all, the Nuggets would still not get the credit they deserve. And that is a damn shame. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the Wolves still stink. They do. Uh, Three and seven in their last ten. But the question is, how bad have things gotten in Minnesota this year? Well, Austin fucking Rivers is now fielding questions about who's to blame for the dumpster fire of the season. Austin Rivers? That is what tells you it is a big old yikes. This is a man who you see a picture of when you Google journeyman. This is a name you see when you Google uh, what does it look like to not even be a fully guaranteed player who's a, a son of a coach. Now he's the go-to guy to tell you what it's like. What Like, please diagnose dysfunction for me, Austin Rivers. What? Like, we're going to – he's the only one that will speak. Honestly, he's like, can I just get in the press because I know nobody cares about what I'm doing on the floor. Like, this is a guy that we want to see tell us what's wrong in Minnesota. This is what we want. Austin decided, okay, I'm going to go and go right into PR mode. I'm going to channel my father, Doc Rivers, when he says, well, everyone has had an opinion. When Rudy was, was out, it was Rudy's fault. And when then he came back, it was this other guy's fault. And now it's this guy's fault. You know what? It's nobody's fault. It's all of us. Pause. Hold on. So let's break that down for a second. First of all is the admission that everyone has an opinion which means that there are now camps emerging, opining, disserting who is to blame. We've got think pieces coming out about who's fucking up this team the most, meaning that there is no one possibly responsible from a, a like a, there's not a consensus right now. There's so many problems, we don't even know where to turn in terms of how to fix it. Rudy. Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Finch, you get the picture. D'Angelo Russell, you get the picture. Second, the stark and very honest admission is that everyone sucks on this team. Everyone, all of us. Like the, the water boy sucks, the towel girl sucks, like the broadcast team sucks. We all suck, all of us. This is an organizational disaster. Everyone except for Aunt Edwards. Ed, Aunt Edwards deserves no blame. He literally is the only one you cannot blame at all. I have opinions on what's happening in Minnesota. We've talked about them before. I will not recover old ground. But things are going to have to change in Minnesota. My God, I don't know how. They've lost six in a row. They lost to Detroit at home. Let me say that again. They lost to Detroit at home without Cade Cunningham, my God, they are two games back for the play-in spot. They are a worse team this year than they were last year or the year before, and they've got a guy who won Defensive Player of the Year on it. There's a lot of people thinking this would be a top-four team in the West, myself included. Shame on me. Shame on me. And then the Rudy Gobert trade happened, and shit has been awful since. They... 
they gave up everyone. And the worst thing at all, of all is all the pieces that they traded to Utah are balling in Utah. Danny Ainge continues to fleece. doesn't matter where he goes. There is always an idiot. It doesn't matter how small the room. There is always one idiot you can fleece in the room. And now we know who it is. Tim Conley. Tim Conley. Utah is still good right now, better than Minnesota. You traded Rudy Gobert, got a bunch of pieces back, plus four, dra- four first-round picks, by the way, uh, and they're still better. Walker Kessler, more blocks this year than Rudy Gobert as a rookie. Ah! Ah! No! Say it ain't so! Say it ain't so, Doc! That is what's called going from bad to worse. And get this, they might trade Carl Anthony Town. The rumors are starting to surface. I love seeing Minnesota struggle now. I, they were a team I was rooting for, and then they did this. Michael Pena at the Ringer wrote the following. Having just signed an extension, Towns can't be traded until the summer. But if the Wolves either fail to qualify for the play-in or lose before the second round, pause, lose before the second round? Are you thinking this is a team that's going to the playoffs? Hold on. Like, that is one hell of an assumption. So if that's the qualifier for trade Carl Anthony Towns, you might as well just trade him right the fuck now. Now, sir. There is a de- expect a deafening chatter around Towns' future. There's always a chance Minnesota turns things around by tightening up its three-point defense because that's easy to do and finding a better way to space the floor because that's easy to do with Rudy Gobert but I'm not counting on it Chris Finch also recently said yeah I'm gonna start playing uh the guys I actually just think should be out on the court no matter who they are so that could be Wendell Moore the rookie that's what they say expect more Wendell Moore minutes if you don't know who Wendell Moore is, I don't even blame you, honestly. He's a sort of like a combo wing, undersized wing, played for Duke, rookie. Josh Minot, have you heard that name? Awesome guy who came off the bench and got about 12 minutes a game for Memphis. So, like Memphis basketball, like the college team. Yeah. We're just going to play the young guys' development minutes right now, and you think this is the team, Michael Pena? That's going to the second round? (laughs) Sir. So Rudy's been hurt. He's been in and out of the lineup. Cat has been out as well. D'Angelo Russell, most overpaid best friend, probably not going to make it. He's going to take a pay cut. And Chris Finch, who not only signed off on the Gobert trade, but actually endorsed the move, has now got the look of a guy with his neck firmly inside of the guillotine, waiting for it to drop, looking to the sky for it to drop at any time. So leave it to Austin Rivers, the Wolves' newest spokesperson, to uh, wrap this up in a nice little bow. He said, yeah, we got to go out and get wins. Then the energy will turn, I promise you. We win three, four in a row, and the whole dynamic's going to change. I promise you. Just got to stay with us, man. Keep coming to games. Please support us. And we got to stay with us. More importantly than anybody else, good old chip off the old block, Austin Rivers. Just keep staying with us. Keep watching us bang our heads into the wall. Please stick around. Please support us no matter what. Austin Rivers could be a coach because he might as well have been channeling Doc Rivers. The problem is 
is that this has already happened. These little win streaks, these little moments. And that did nothing to halt the slide. They beat OKC, the Bulls, the Mavs before their recent five-game losing streak. So no, 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 Austin. I don't think three or four in a row is going to change the dynamic, the spacing issues, the lack of the flow on offense, or, or more importantly, the lack of options that you have in order to fix it. The lack of, I think you have two second-round picks to trade. What you about to do with that? What you about to do with that? Poor old Chris Finch. He's going to get fired for no reason other than the fact that, like, this is the only move left on the chessboard. Like, that's literally the only thing you can do. It's a company that's dying and failing, and the only thing left is to make a board shakeup, to, to fire the CEO because you are a bad business. You have no cash flow. You've got a bunch of things in debt. You've got assets that have no ability to move. This is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the only move left is to change the leader. That is so sad. So, so sad. So, uh, weird shit's happening in Boston. Not really sure what to make of it, honestly. Uh, reports out of Boston last week was that the interim tag would not be removed from Joe Missoula. Eesh! Not exactly sure uh, why that is. Since up until, you know, pretty recently, the Celtics were the number one team in the NBA. They had the number one defense. Uh, they were having a historically good offense. And I mean, by historically, I mean the best statistically in the in- entire history of the NBA. So uh, until they weren't, right? Like people starting to see some of the limitations of our man, our righteous man, our God-fearing man, Joe Missoula. So what's going on in Boston? They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They have lost ground so fast to the streaking, streaking Nets. Nets, by the way, which we will talk about next episode because I didn't have enough time. They have won 10 in a row. These motherfuckers have won 10 in a row. And you know who is not, ap- apparently, not to be praised for that? Jacques Vaughn, who all of a sudden takes over for Steve Nash and they just start winning games. I digress. Ever since they blew out the Suns on December 7th, who have their own problems, right? Things have just been really odd. Blowout losses to the Warriors, which you could probably expect because the Warriors have their number. But then they get blown out to the Clippers. They get blown out. They lose to the Magic twice. No shade to the Magic. They lose to the the Nuggets, sandwiched between a couple of showings against the Bucks and the Rockets. Just a very seesaw, very bad, very good team. So... Last night, kind of a perfect example of this, so I wanted to talk about it because the, the weirdness surrounding this team goes everywhere. So the Celtics are like currently trying to claw back at this point from a 13-point hole against the Nuggets in Denver. They've got 6.43 left in the fourth. They're trying to figure it out. Time Lord dunks, try to get some energy back into the team. He hangs on the rim. No, no, don't do that, Rob Williams. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, he bends the rim. To the point where they had to spend 40 minutes to fix it. I'm like, what's going on here? Why are they interviewing Timothy Mozgov right now? I'm switching to the game. I'm like, why is a why is Timothy Mozgov being interviewed? I don't know. Why are there multiple ladders on the court? Why is there a random guy with a level? Why am I seeing zoomed in like level bubble? 
Like, it's just moving back and forth. I'm, like, fascinated. I don't even know why. 40 minutes of this. And you know what? They still didn't even fix it. They had to bring a new rim out. They had to bring a hand wrench out. These are not lies. This is really what happened. I watched it. They had to find random people in the crowd to interview. It's just like players trying to stand up, stay warm. They're doing jumping jacks on the side. They're running back and forth. Jokic was doing wind sprints. First time I've ever seen Jokic sprint for no reason. So then they finally get the game back started up, and it goes from bad to worse. Like Tatum didn't score another bucket. Didn't score another bucket. What? He had 25 with 6 minutes and 43 seconds left. He finished with 25. Rough. Rough for me. That was the last leg of the parlay for me. I needed 26 and a half points for Tatum. Oh, my God. Nuggets were up 110-97 when that long break happened. They cruised the rest of the way, 123-111. But it was actually worse than that because the Nuggets brought in their scrubs with like two minutes left. The Celtics brought in their scrubs. Tatum only took two shots in the final six minutes and 30 seconds. And one was a 27-foot, like, heave with guys draped around him, which was an air ball. It was an air ball. Jalen Brown, after the game, as you might imagine, was pissed. He And that was their rim, by the way. It was their rim that it was bent. Not the Nuggets' rim. They didn't get to switcheroo because it was only six minutes left to go in the quarter. This is what he had to say. Rim never got fixed. No, there was no communication. Um, you know, obviously the rim got, I guess, a little bit leveled to the left or whatever, and they spent all that time to trying to fix it. But when we came back, it still looked like it wasn't even level, in, in my opinion. So it was like, you know, we just wasted all that time. That's an effect on the game. That's how injuries and stuff happen. And luckily, that didn't. But, you know, that, was, that wasn't good. The whole process was handled poorly. Um, in my opinion, and, then, and that you know, had an effect on the game as well. Um, but um, luckily, nobody got hurt. Handled poorly, in my opinion. No communication. Tatum said, who's a nicer guy, the delay was just weird. I've never been through anything like that in my career. It wasn't like they could tell us how long we were going to have to wait because they didn't know. What do you make of these strange things in Boston that are happening? I don't know, man. Like, it could just be a little midseason hiccup. Who knows? Could be something indicative of something bigger. When they lose, Boston loses big, like they did to the Magic. When they win, they tend to win big. They play good defense. They're unstoppable offensively. We're going to know more, I think, probably in the next two to three weeks. But remember, Boston was 500 at the All-Star break last year. So the next two weeks, they face the Mavs, the Nets, the Pelicans in a seven-day stretch. So we'll have to... Keep it in our purview, as so they say. Things can get ugly fast. Also, there's rumors coming out that the reason Missoula won't get the interim tag lifted is because Boston's flirting with the idea of bringing back Ime Udoka. You add that into the mix. Now the pressure cooker is on for our God-fearing, God-loving Joe Missoula. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. talk about Luca. Last time we checked in on Luca, he had top five regular season performance in NBA history. So it was 60, 60, 21, and 10. Just an absolute absurd stat line. And then two games after that, what did he do? Did he did he fall off? Did he get tired? Did he need more recovery beers? Uh, Luca dropped 51, 6, and 9 with four steals and a block. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Literally, Greg Popovich said our entire goal tonight is to keep Luka from scoring 50, and he scored 51. That is called a failure, Greg Popovich. One of the things, though, that we're learning about Luka is that, uh, you know, when they show the little x-ray and then inside the x-ray they show the little pit bull, that's Luka. Like, that's Luka all over his body. Like, like MJ and Kobe, Luka's kind of – Kind of a hothead on the court. During practice, during games, the competitive off switch does not turn off. He is a yeller. He he needs a whipping post. That's what he needs. That's a good teammate for Luca. Fortunately for Luca, he's found a teammate that can take his beatings and his frustrations out on with no worries. That is kind of funnily enough, Christian Wood. Get it? Whipping post, wood, made of wood. Luca was asked about his relationship with wood and gave out this little beautiful nugget about probably why Christian Wood's going to stay around. He doesn't get mad at me when I yell at him, and that's what I appreciate. Sometimes it's hard to be with me on the court, probably. I just want to win. He appreciates that. He never gets mad. It's working great. It's working great. I bet it is, Luca. When you can yell at someone, cuss them smooth the fuck out, tell them they're an idiot, tell them that they're late, whatever you want to say in the moment, just getting your frustrations out and they're a little energy sponge for you. Yeah, I bet it is working out great, Luca. You're abusing him and he's taking your abuse. People are going to say that this is a negative, but I think this is a positive because for Luca to be himself, it means he has to snap someone's head off. And if, if Christian Wood can take that beating... I tell you what, that is a valuable thing. That may be more valuable than his rebounding, might be more valuable than his three-point shooting. You can take a beating from your star player that they want to keep around forever. Now you stay away forever. Just like MJ would murder his teammates on occasion, that's Luka. Now you know, fine. I don't know who that was for the Bulls, but I know that there was one. Maybe it was Steve Kerr. That goes a long, long way. Let's put it this way. He's weathered a ton of shit in Dallas. 
He said and done the right things. He's on the court with Luka. He's the plus minus. is insane. He can take all the smoke. He can shake it off. Guys like that are invaluable. Christian Wood's going to get an extension. He's extension eligible. There's nowhere to trade him. Mark Cuban already fucked up with Jalen Brunson. So I tell you what, this is good news for Christian Wood. He has been criticized by the media. He has been criticized by Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison. But Luka loves him. And what Luka wants, Luka's going to get. Especially a guy who can take a lashing with a smile and a thank you. I'll have some more. Let's talk about Jaw. Jaw! Jaw could be bad for the league. Jaw, Jaw is someone that must be stopped. He is a menace. He, he is making children cry. And he just keeps making them cry. Of course, I'm kidding. Everyone hates Jaw for no reason. There is no one nicer than Jaw. And for whatever reason, people spin it into a bad thing. Other fan bases, I've been digging into like Reddit NBA, Reddit Sacramento Kings. They are villainizing him. It is bizarre. It makes no sense. So what happened? Case in point, last night against the Sacramento Kings. Jaw currently launching his own line of shoes, right? Jaw. Jaw one. He's finally wearing the jaw ones. They haven't come out yet. He's putting up ridiculous numbers. I think he had 34 last night. And like a million assists and a million rebounds. So he's like, okay, I'm going to gift these shoes to some kids. A kid in the stands, my favorite fan. I'm going to find him. I'm going to give him my shoes. Seems like a pretty nice thing to do, right? He says, I can tell during warm-ups how big of a fan this kid was. He was screaming my name. He was cheering for me to make shots and warm-ups. I knew he was a big fan. I'm doing this thing. I'm giving out my shoes. Honestly, I know a lot of people want my shoes right now. It's not released yet in stores. Or online, I read the sign. I know from then on, I knew who was going to get the shoes. His name was Xander Carr. He's a nine-year-old. He gets the shoes, both shoes. Cries his eyes out, right? Jaw had 35, 8, and 5. Nothing to cry. And there's nothing to scream about there, right? Nothing to criticize. Nothing really, nothing. No, except for if you're a fan of another team and you just like to hate Jaw for no reason because you don't have a Jaw, right? You don't have one. Deer and Fox. He's a great player. He is not Jaw. Love De'Aaron Fox, as you guys know. The Kangs. But he's not Jaw. Chirps start early, and they start often. Jaw only gave the shoes to promote his shoe. Jaw is a piece of shit because he gets every call. He travels every every play. He can't shoot threes. And, 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 and. Uh, Jaw makes kids cry. Jaw only gives shoes out to kids who are sitting courtside. Can't give them out to the upper bowl kids. These are real criticisms. I don't understand it. Words Jaw was called on the internet last night because he gave the shoes out. An asshole. A whining bitch. See you next Tuesday. Can we just shut the fuck up about Jaw Morant? Why is he hated? Why? Fortunately, Memphis Grizzlies Reddit decided to have some fun with this. They put out an entire thread. They posted a tongue-in-cheek thread called Jaw Morant Fails to be Humbled, Forces Child After Game to Watch Him Sign His Own Shoes, Then Demands the Young Man Takes His Used Shoes. Child is inconsolable. Here are my favorite satirical responses. Jaw Morant out there making kids cry. The sheer look of disgust on that kid's face is hard to watch. His mom, asking for so many photos, probably for evidence in the inevitable lawsuit coming. The best one 
Well, second to best one. There's children in Africa without even one Joss sneaker, and he gives this kid two sneakers? My personal favorite. Ugh. Jaw. We should have drafted R.J. Barrett instead. Here's a fun message. If you want to hate on Jaw for this, you'll never like Jaw. You just won't. Like, he is... I don't know what to say. He's flashy. He's fun. He's brash. Live with it. Find your own jaw. He's going to be one of the faces of the league. Get over it. Stop finding reasons to criticize jaw. Let him continue to make kids. He's going to have his own signature shoe now. Do you know how many jaw commercials you're going to see from Nike? Get fucking used to it. He's going to make your fan bases cry. He's going to make his fan bases cry. Because what? He's pretty much the best thing, most dynamic, most flashy, and he does things that defy logic, physics, and all those good things. So get used to it. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Friday with an all-new episode. Please check the feed out for past episodes. Uh, Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to tell your friends about it. The feed. Uh, I cuss less now, so you can tell your parents about it and your children about it, every single one of them. Thank you for putting up with us every single week.